1: It's Sal Capaccio. Sal Capaccio, 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 on
3: WGR. Yes, the offseason has a lot to look forward to, including Sal Buddy, including it is mock schedule season.
4: As well. I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that.
3: An account, tell me quick if you guys have seen this, and I'll stop. An account on Twitter, Mm at nerdingonnfl, has made a mock primetime schedule for the entire league, entire season. And how do you feel? The Bills get three primetime games at the Chargers week two on a Sunday night, home to Dallas, and week three on a Monday night at the Chiefs. Sunday night, Week 11. They'll get the Jaguars here on Christmas. There'll be three games on Christmas, which is a Monday. And they'll be in London to play the Raiders Week 6. Three night games, Sal, in this mock schedule. If they can have mock drafts, why can't we have mock schedules? Uh, How did the Bills do here?
4: Of course. Of course. Uh, I actually do. I follow that uh, that account, started following that account a couple of years ago. We've interacted before because of the schedule and my interview with Mike North. So I saw it today, and the first thing that I looked for and I saw was no Thursday night games. Then I realized, yes. oh, wait, it's got Thanksgiving, Bills and Dolphins, which is just like last year. No Thursday nights, but at Thanksgiving. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess you have that. Um, and then I saw Bills at home on Christmas to the Jags. Yes. Now, I have to ask, and I don't know this. Uh, let me look at the calendar here. It's a Monday. This year was a bit different because Christmas was on a Sunday. Are, are they doing three Christmas Day games again? I, I don't know if that's the case. I, I think
3: so. I'm guessing yes by this by this mock nerding an NFL account. I'm guessing
4: yes. Okay. I think he did okay overall. Um, <laughs> Buffalo with five primetime games along with a lot of other teams. But the only thing I don't like is how many teams have five primetime games.
3: I love that you analyzed this, Bulldog. How how are you holding up listening mm-hmm. to this? I have am. You left.
5: how did we get from three to five? Like, well, it,
3: I, I guess I didn't see Thanksgiving. Okay. So that would have that would be the night game. Some game that isn't Detroit and Dallas will be Thanksgiving night, like usual. Okay. And then and then Christmas. If if yeah. Christmas may or may not be, there'll be one. I think right. there'll right. be a Christmas night. If
5: game. they do it like they did last year, yeah. And then and and even even if if not, it's not a prime time, but it's a standalone. Uh, if you're on Christmas Day, right, so. right, 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 it's close, but yeah.
4: Well, and oh. I saw, I did look for the you know home portion of this, and I did notice only one only one night game other than unless Christmas would be because the the Sunday game Sunday night game he had the Bills in I'm a, he or she whoever did it would be Bills at Chargers, and then the but the they had a Monday night Cowboys at Bills, which yes. would be back yes. to. Uh, One we remember many years ago.
3: I'm just hoping that tomorrow there'll be a whole different one. That this person will just bother to do a whole other one tomorrow. We can talk about it (laughs) again.
4: Like 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 mock drafts, yeah.
3: (laughs) Every day, just (laughs) or it could be this. You know, I don't. I don't think the Bills get Philadelphia opening night, though. Do you guys? No, I don't. You mean Kansas City? You mean? Well, I meant the Bills, but Kansas City goes there. Dallas, NFC East, of course. Um, I don't know. I I can we we can change the subject, but
4: No, I, what I mean is I'm asking, I'm sorry. Did you mean because Kansas City is oh, the one opening? You yeah, said right, Philadelphia. Yeah,
3: that's right. I was thinking for some reason in this particular area. I was thinking all day that Philadelphia won the game. Right. Uh no, Kansas City Right. right. Well, they could. They'd have a they, better chance of getting that, I think, than if it were Philadelphia.
5: I agree, because Dallas and the Giants, to me, just out of the box, taking nothing into account about the offseason and the build of the teams and, and what they're expected to do, I just feel like Dallas and the Giants would outrank the Bills just because of you know, being who they are. Um, so I never like them to go to Philly if Philly had won. I think their chances of being in the game are better, but the Bengals also go there, as do the Eagles, right? So all all three of those teams, the Bills, Bengals, and Eagles, all
4: go to KC. So the, the league's got... Oh, do the Eagles, too? There? Do the yeah. Eagles, too? Uh, yes. The, this mock schedule has Bengals Chiefs as the opener, as the <laughs> opener next year. I, I would tell you, of course, the Bills are going to be in the mix. And I, I think back to Mike North and my conversation last year. The Cowboys had opened the year before at Tampa, and he would not rule them out to do two years in a row. But it just never felt like the league was really going to do that two years in a row. They did put him on night game two years in a row, and again, against Tampa. So I just don't think they're going to put the Bills two years in a row in that spot. Like, that's just the way I'm thinking, especially with all of the other, you know, possibilities for the Kansas City Chiefs. And you called it. I mean, we could have been thinking, I, I could see a lot of teams, Chargers, Broncos, you know, I mean, um, you said Cincy-Philly could be a rematch. So all of that is on the table, I think. It just would surprise me that put, they would put the Bills two years in a row as the road team in that spot.
3: Philadelphia at Kansas City is the extra game next year. Two mm-hmm. first-place teams. Right. as and, and the Bills' example of that is Tampa at Buffalo. Also two first-place teams. All right, so um, should, Sal, Philadelphia have won the game? I know, I, I remember now that they didn't. Should the Eagles have won? <laughs>
4: No, I don't see any reason to say they should have won. I think they should have had a better opportunity to try to tie it or win it at the end because of the the, the call. Um, But, you know, I, I think there were plenty of times in the game where the Eagles made great plays, and it was a great game. And the Chiefs made great plays, and the Eagles couldn't get a pass rush. They didn't have any sacks. And the Chiefs came out with a great game plan in the second half. I think they... Did a great job to protect Mahomes and his ankle. Started off running, got very creative. They were chewing up yards. And then Mahomes obviously took off a little bit and was looking a lot better. Um, But I don't think the Eagles should have won the game in that respect. Um, They did blow a lead, a 10-point halftime lead. From that respect, I think if you're in Philly today and if you're on WIP today doing this show, you're probably thinking, hey, they should have won the game. They blew it. They didn't hold on to the lead. But that's hard to do against the the Kansas City Chiefs and Andy Reid and all that firepower as well. Yeah, really impressed. I mean,
5: Sal, the, the, we talked about it already in the, in the first hour of our show today. The like the sort of masterclass by Reed and Bianny, Tho- those two goal line touchdowns, the wide open uh, touchdown passes, just the some of my favorite content I've seen about the NFL all year came today. Dan Orlovsky for one, like the breakdowns of how the Chiefs sort of. I don't know if baited the Eagles is exactly right, but like they, they had an inkling how Philly would react if they ran those plays, they sort of tested it and then ran them, and I mean, the results
4: speak for themselves. You know what's funny is, the way you phrase that the way you say it, I think you're in a very big majority of most people who look at it that way. I, I think that I look at it the other way and say, "That's terrible coverage. How can you let that happen? Like I'm not I I don't give as much credit to the design. It was a it was they're great designs. I just think you got to be better on defense. How do you how do you let that happen? Those are to me, and I have to go back and watch Dan. Like they seem to me to be more simple concepts to know when to pass off, when not to, and what you're doing. Like I, I think that's a professional football team who was had professional coaches getting the Super Bowl, and you let that happen. It did not seem like you should let that happen. So I'm actually, I've am actually been thinking it the other way, like, I can't believe how easy they made that for the Kansas City Chiefs. I,
3: I guess, sorry for this, everyone, but I guess I agree with both of you. Like, I, I can see criticizing them, but everybody has a little glitch. Everybody can be mm-hmm. sort of, and it's really not even just, well, to me, it's a mistake, but it's more just, it's the tendency that Kansas City, they planted a flag, like, this we think will happen. if it yeah. If they're wrong, it's not the end of the world. Like... Tony or Moore could still beat their man and but it's third down, right? Like they they just they nailed it. They nailed it. They predicted what Philadelphia would do defensively and with the game on the line and then the second time, the second time is more come on, but the, the second the formation was different, other side of the field, different guy. Mm-hmm. Like just you know, I, I agree with both of you. It's it's brilliant. Yeah. But it's also like if you're Philadelphia, you're like I I wonder what what have they said or what would they say about it? Like, well, how how much are you to blame for what happened in those spots? W- would Sirianni have said something like, I mean, everybody's got one of these, or everybody's got something that they're used to that they study and study and are prepared for, and then the different thing happens? I mean, that's that's the chess game that we love.
4: You're right, and that's what I love about football a lot of times is, you know, there's there's a way that you, if you study and prepare hard enough, And well enough, you're going to notice those things. And they did a great job. I don't want to take away from that fact. Of course, that's right. That they saw it. They planned it. They knew when they were in this situation, they were going to run something like this. And they waited until the perfect situation to do it. There's no doubt about it. I think if I'm an Eagles fan today, I'm pretty upset at my defense for allowing it to happen. But of course, so it is. You're probably right. It's half and half. And I think about back to like, you know that Miami game against the Bills when they came here, not in the playoffs, but in the regular season, and how Miami was just pounding on the Bills in the run game, and they had this great design where they saw something and how every time there was motion, the Bills, you know, Matt Milano would come out of the box and Taron Johnson would go in. and. I remember talking with Eric Wood about how, like, they studied that and said, oh, that's great, that's a great matchup, let's do this to get a size advantage in the box. And, you know, the Bills didn't really adjust, and maybe they felt, okay, we'll let you run on us, we don't know what they were thinking, but I love it. I love how that is right in football, and you got to have great players, but those are the little things that kind of can separate, you know, teams, and especially in big games like that, in critical, in critical situations.
3: There have to be so many more that yeah. we'll never know about, that will, like, mm-hmm. you know, does Sean McDermott have twenty examples in his head all, at all, like that he can remember of times when, or any coach, we were ready with this one thing. We just needed the situation. Like the Chiefs didn't have to get to third and goal from the five mm-hmm. twice. Like they didn't have they didn't have to get into that spot, but but they did. And even if you win the game, you might have had. Oh, I wish I could have just done this one thing. But we needed this situation, this formation. You know, we just needed quarterbacks too. Just if this guy were some. Other thing on this one play, we had it. I guess you'd probably drive yourself crazy because there would always be these in football. But a, a coach isn't necessarily going to want to reveal it because he might want it next year. <laughs> he might mm-hmm. might want it in five years. You know, McDermott doesn't like to explain anything out of games because competitive, you know, disadvantage, perhaps. I might need this in the future. And if I tell you what happened, then I'm giving that away. Too bad, you know, because it's so interesting when you find out.
4: I remember a few years ago, the Bills ran a fake punt. I think it was against the Jets. Logan Thomas, I think, threw it. And I remember after the game, there was something about the fact that Like The Bills have been setting that up for weeks by using that specific personnel grouping on punts to not really do anything different. They were setting it up and waiting for a team to line up a certain way. And on that particular game, they said, we're going to do it, because they noticed it. But they they hadn't normally done it, but every once in a while, they'd run this particular group out. They didn't want to alert, like, oh, they didn't want the defense to go, hey, why is he out here? Like, Mm -hmm. he had been coming out there a few times, but not every week, not every punt. And then so when you did it, it was kind of like, eh, it's okay. So those are the kinds of things I think you're talking about, right? But you might never get to that situation to actually
5: use it. Sal Capaccio on the Western Hotline uh, with us here on WGR. So, Sal, Mahomes in this game. He's the MVP, comes in with a with a high ankle sprain from a few weeks ago, re-injures it right before halftime, last offensive play for the Chiefs before halftime, and they're going in the locker room down 10. And, man, Good for you if you would have predicted the two
4: most impactful plays he'd make from therein would
5: be with his feet.
4: Unbelievable. And, you know, as Joe and I were talking about this morning on our show, and Joe said, I don't want to accuse him of not being hurt, but he looked as good as he could on those plays better than any. And I think that's right. I wouldn't say that either because I think once you're in that moment and you're fighting for a Super Bowl, it's probably – you're not even thinking about the injury, you're just doing it. And he's gutting it out, so give him a lot of credit and – You know, it's not uh, not my preferred outcome necessarily for Patrick Mahomes. We standing up there with his second MVP and Super Bowl trophy, and seeing the Chiefs win again. But they deserved it; they earned it, and you know he deserves the accolades for gutting it out and doing all of that for sure. Um, I I thought it was interesting going into the second half. Like I said, how the Chiefs kind of came out and ran the ball very well. They're very creative, and I think a lot of that had to do maybe with the ankle. And if you remember going back to when he hurt his ankle in the playoffs. There were definitely analysts who said, look, this is not a horrible thing for the Chiefs. They're going to make sure now to get rid of the ball very quickly, and they have a whole bunch of receivers they can do that with, and guys they can throw it to. So be careful what you wish for. Like, this might be the thing. Guess what? That's what they did yesterday. Yeah. They, they got rid of the ball. They didn't put him in a bad situation. And, you know, when he had to, you know, he gutted it out. He only threw for 182. I know three touchdowns. I think Jalen Hurts was the best player on the field yesterday, but mm-hmm. you know the way it goes. Thurman Thomas was the best player in Super Bowl twenty five, and he didn't get MVP because they didn't win.
3: Hertz was really great. Kadarius, Kadarius Toney's interesting. So, first-round pick of the Giants two years ago, gets traded to Kansas City, had lots of injury problems, even some sort of head case reputation stuff back at least when he was with the Giants. The Chiefs make that trade. A third and a fifth, was it, for Kadarius Toney? And, like, that's exciting. When he was on the field for the Giants, he was dynamite. It just was very rare. And, okay, so what's this going to be? Because this is, like, in the middle of the season, and I'm over here, we're all fixated on odell beckham and like let's let's get some wide receiver help if it's possible the bills end up looking for that themselves with john brown and beasley anyway as as exciting of a player as tony is and an idea that that trade was five snaps yesterday and he still six six okay Mm -hmm. and he still scored a touchdown and had that punt return so he didn't end up Playing a lot for Kansas City. He had more snaps in other games, but he wasn't like ever always out there okay. and he, he still made a mark. And that trade, you know, this is the whole thing with Kansas City, I guess, which is frustrating for us to think about is this is the, they win it in a year where they traded Tyreek and had rookies yeah. on the field a lot because that's how it goes. This could be the Bills next year a little bit. I don't think they're trading digs, but just yeah. looking like they're thinning out and still ending up, you know, doing better
5: it's maybe the most impressive thing about their Super Bowl victory is that it came in a year where you might have thought backing up treading water maybe even just you know this will be better in the long run by making this trade and they turned out better than they did you know the last year they played with Hill on their team
4: yeah a couple of things about that and on top of it Bulldog in a division where everyone thought it would be so much harder right, right? but it just didn't turn out that way the Chargers, oh, the Raiders, look at Devontae Adams. And look at the Broncos getting Russell Wilson. Yeah, the Chiefs got, I'm one of them. Chiefs got to play those teams twice a year. That's going to help, you know, the Bills get the one seed. And, you know, I mean, the Bills only still lost three games, obviously. The Chiefs only lost three games. But, you know, just in, in that year, everything just kind of broke their way. But give them credit, they did that. It's easier when you have a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes. It's easier when you have the other high-level weapons they have to fit those. It's To me, it's very similar to the Patriots with Belich- Belichick and Brady in a couple of ways. You have, I don't know, you know, we've seen Andy Reid with the Philadelphia Eagles. He's a very good coach. We know that. He doesn't win a Super Bowl until he gets Mahomes. I, I, I think Mahomes would be great, no matter what he does, but it seems like it's the perfect pairing. It really does. And I think, you guys know, I would say, you know, it's Brady would still win Super Bowls. I don't think he'd win as many without Belichick. I think Belichick might. I'm not really sure. But certainly together... They were the perfect pairing that the guys, they worked together the way that they kind of grew that thing together and knew each other that well. So I think that's part of it as well. Um, But I do think it's a lot easier. And the other part is, as the Patriots showed for many years, Brady just covers up a lot of warts. Yes, the Chiefs deserve a lot of credit for playing rookies. It's a lot easier to play rookies when you have Patrick Mahomes covering up when things don't go so well. Their defense allowed 25 points a game in the playoffs. And they still won the Super Bowl.
3: Not bad. Well, you know, I'm always leaning on the betting markets to tell me, to give me, the I think, the best clue that's out there as to what's going to happen. And all Tyreek Hill and rookies and whatever else, even an ankle injury, I suppose, to the quarterback all year. That was obviously later, much later on. Yeah but all year they were right there with the bills and the eagles as as favorites you know and they had a great record it can be easy though thinking about like the bills today it can be easy for anybody players who maybe are more wired to not do this fans of course to be like oh this is never going to happen is it it's so hard i mean Kansas City was so good and the the division fell apart Making that easier for them, and the Bills still—they lost three games, one a fluky overtime loss to to Minnesota, you know, the the Jet loss and Miami, which was also like they had three hundred yards more than the Dolphins or whatever it was. Like even as few losses as they had, they were still kind of you still kind of like numb. How did we lose that game? Until the playoffs, and it still wasn't enough to even get the rematch with Kansas City. They couldn't even get a game with them <laughs> after after all that. So um, it can be easy to go, like, oh, just what do we have to do? But I don't think players do that um, as often.
4: No, I know. Um, I think Isaiah McKenzie kind of was the one player maybe had that sentiment a bit, the way he talked after the season. I think it really comes down to a lot of times, this is where I'm I'm a big-picture guy, right? And I, I think all those things you said are right, Mike. Like, there's so many. You look at the big picture. The Bills are still really good. They're very good. And in most situations, they've been in most games, they've been really well coached. There have been a few games that hasn't been the case. Cincinnati was one of them. They did not play well. They did not coach well. And it doesn't matter how great you do if you get to that final game, and and or an important game, you can lose. I mean, the other team gets paid too, and the, you're never you're not gonna always have your best stuff. The New England Patriots went, you know, seven sixteen and zero and won a couple of playoff games, and then lost in the Super Bowl because they didn't play their best game and they played a team that was well prepared and played a really good game that day. Those are the things that happen. So I agree with you. It's easy to do that. I think that's where you also get the overreaction sometimes. To me, I like to take I like to at least keep in perspective the big picture, all those things you just said. To me, the Bills are still in a very good spot. And the betting markets do reflect it. I saw today, I think you guys have been talking about this, but today the one I saw had the Bills as the number three, tied maybe tied for the third yep. you know, Super Bowl odds next year. They're still a very good team. I think they still have a a very good coach. It doesn't mean that they're perfect. It doesn't mean that it's guaranteed anything. It doesn't mean they can't make changes to get even better. But it does mean that you still have to work really hard, and you could have a off-game or off-day, and your season's over. I think I saw tied
5: for second, like at plus 600. Okay. The Chiefs are the only team with better odds. And I'm not sure. I go. think they're tied with the Eagles maybe, but I'm not positive. That I,
3: might have been uh, the one I saw. I think the right. Chiefs should trade Kelsey now. Just double down. Trade a Tyreek Hill. <laughs> <laughs> go, get, go to get, get a right. draft pick or two and try <laughs> run it back.
5: Excuse me I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cough in everyone's ears there um, <laughs> Sal we're, we're almost done and we we, we saved till the end the, the the part of the game that everyone seems to be talking about the most today, and that's the penalty call at the end like what what did you what did you think like I, I'm I know it's a slippery slope
2: um, I- how powerful is Cox internet powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas Phoenix and Rhode Island?
1: Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.
5: I think I want that flag thrown if it's a foul. Um, but I, I, I recognize that, you know, it's far from a perfect system. But how, what did you think of how that game
4: almost ended? I'm also a fan of if it's a foul throw. If it's a, if it's a penalty, call it like you can't. You can't let circumstance and situation change how you call a game if you're an official in any sport. I just don't think that's the case. I, I think, to me, the bigger issue is I don't know if that was really that much of a fault. Fo- like, those are two guys playing football. He did tug. He said he tugged on it, so that's fine. I'll live with it and say that's fine. Like, I can understand, mm-hmm. and I would err more on even, the, even the, the player saying that, but we've all seen – Almost every game, far more egregious holds that are not called, so I don't think it's the situation that should have kept the flag in his pocket. I just think it's the action that should have him like ah, eh, is that really a penalty? I'm not sure he didn't how much did he really impede him mm-hmm. right like that's what I have more of an issue with
3: We'll talk about this coming back, but it's it's sort of the opposite of what we're usually complaining about like mm-hmm. what if Yes, Bradbury just tackles Juju, but it's late in the fourth quarter. Let him play, and the pass gets picked off, and there's no penalty. And Philadelphia goes down and kicks a field goal and wins. Like, well, that's what that's more what... more often happens, you know. Like there's a there's yeah. a foul late in the game, but we don't want to decide the quote decide
4: the game. Uh, and this is really the opposite of that. Well, I, I did, I did, I did. Um, yeah, you're right. And I did bring up earlier kind of the same thing. Like, if you don't call it. If you're a Chiefs fan, you're like, wait a minute, that's a hold. Like they they deserve to have the call called if it's called against your receiver. Like put yourself in their shoes. Did you guys see uh, Lance Lysowski of the Buffalo News asked Kyle Oposo? This was just on his Twitter, yeah. like within the half hour about if that the same thing happened in Game Seven of the Stanley Cup playoffs with like a minute left. And Oposo said, basically said, I don't think any player would want that called.
3: Right, and I, I want to expound on that when we come back. Like I'm thinking about. Yeah baseball which forever umpires didn't call the strike zone but it was okay because if if they were consistent like it's yeah that's three inches off the plate but if he's going to call it a strike all day like every baseball player would tell you fine that's 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 good enough but let me know what
5: i'm working with it's
3: not close to an actual strike but if he's going to call it a strike as long as i know that and he stays there then we're okay and how technology has really changed how we think about that. We need, I mean, we need robot umps, Sal because we can't have three inches off the plate. We can't have half an inch off the plate be called a strike anymore it, because it's wrong. And while I I am that way, but there are there are problems with it. Anyway. Well, they're coming.
4: The robot, the oh, robot yeah. umps are coming. We they, know that
3: they are. And the the runner on second in the tenth inning is here yes. to stay. We found out today. Yes, the robots, in,
5: the robots in general are coming. I
3: think yes, <laughs> they're yes, coming for us. Thank you, Sal. <laughs>
5: Okay, guys. That's our Sal Capaccio on Mustard Hotline. His appearance is always brought to you by New York's only outlet liquor. When you need to stock up, it's the place to buy a case. What's your outlet?
3: Open lines for you at 803-0550. We've got Paul scheduled for 6 Eastern, and we've got the Sabres tonight, but the pregame isn't until 930, so we're pretty open talking about this game, what it might mean about the Bills, and also uh, the officiating, as so often happens, is a story. Mike Chopin the Bulldog here back after sports on WGR
6: there's nothing you can really say to a, a loved one in, that, in a situation like that you know you uh, you
5: joke around all the time and say that you want to be your brother in the biggest stage ever but it's, um it's, uh, it's a weird feeling it's a weird feeling and that team that uh, that team had, had great leadership great coaches obviously it, at the it came down to the end and uh, we got all the respect in the world for those Eagles
6: man
3: Travis Kelsey. His Chiefs get the better of his brother Jason's Eagles in Super Bowl 57 yesterday. Great game. Tough ending. Officials involved. Again, I mean, it it happens all the time. But as we've been talking about, sort of a different situation than what we usually get, which is at the end of the game, officials let more stuff go. This was a game that they let stuff go probably all day until then. And that basically ended it. Like a touchdown would have been better to give up for Philadelphia Mm -hmm. than that penalty. And so, one thing you could say, like the player involved, Bradbury, could the Eagles have done a little more to get across? There was a timeout right before Mm -hmm. to get across to their players, like, listen, there's just, you cannot take a penalty here. Right. And give them a first down. uh, Yeah, like, I, I
5: wonder. I mean, that's third down. So you'd rather they have to kick a field goal than than get a touchdown. But ultimately, you need the ball back, right? I mean, that that's what you need. You need time. You need how they're going to score. But again, in the game, third down, getting a tying field goal, if you hold them on that third down, is a lot easier than having to go down and get a touchdown to tie the game or even go for two to win it. So I understand not getting to let them score, that early because you're still, I think, trying to give yourself the chance maybe even to win the game if there's a minute and a half left and that you hold them to a field goal. So you need an incompletion there, but, I mean, it turns out to be a pretty big gaffe, and in the end, right, I mean, a play later, you're willing to let a guy walk into the end zone and he doesn't take you up on it
3: smartly, of course. Yeah, if if no penalty, Kansas City is kicking a 33-yard field goal attempt with 148 left. I mean, you'd almost rather be Philadelphia mm-hmm. in that in that moment. Even after he makes it, arguably, I don't I don't know what win probabilities would have looked like. But man, who would you rather be? Up thirty eight thirty five, kicking off with one forty eight left, or the other? It's close. Just needed that one stop. But like a caller sort of talked like this earlier, they couldn't stop Kansas City. They never stopped Kansas City in the second half. It was right. It was so impressive. How do you like this? Is reminiscent of Bill's Bengals how do you like that the Chiefs did not give up a sack at all you're talking about guys having multiple sacks in this game and (laughs) just how are they going to block Reddick with a with a tight end and different things
5: Jones yeah right and nobody got there
3: yeah I mean the only I think maybe Kansas City had two but were just like one yard plays you know right yeah
5: there there were two I know there was one where like a like a a, a lineman chased Hurts out of bounds and he went out of bounds like a yard behind line of scrimmage and that's a sack right. i didn't know there was actually a sack sack
3: there were two I mean, that's two sack, of those but. that's right
5: okay yeah all right i missed one of them must have been getting more tacos yeah maybe
3: were you counting your money for anything yesterday i only won once on um no. total yards in the game i had a bet on over but mostly i was no. feeling under yesterday
5: i never no i never well counting no um pretty early in the game at least by you know by a five-leg parlay standard all i really needed was a mckinnon touchdown i needed like a few yards more from kelsey and eventually he got there barely but i was sitting on a a mckinnon touchdown would have been pretty maybe the most uh, yeah it would have been the most i would have ever won in a single bet oh wow um and you know and he went down he went down um, yeah i mean that drives unfolding and before the penalty I'm, you know, like, I, I think I still got, I got a chance here. Uh, but then there was no – it was discussed in, in the house. There were five of us there watching at the time, and they, by then everyone knew. I hadn't really said anything except to, like, one of my friends. Like, you could really use a McKinnon touchdown, I'll tell you that. <laughs> um, just sort of, like, quietly between us, not to the whole room. But by that point in the game, I had said something, so we all knew, and – when they snapped that ball that McKinnon ran and like he had all that open space, I, nobody even got excited. Because I'm like, they're, he's just going to go down. They're going to try to let him score. If gambling has taught me anything in a, in a short year here, it, it's been that. Like, I'm more in tune to how I'm going to lose this bet. So I'm thinking tactically about football things that maybe a few years ago I wouldn't have even thought of. But at this point, I'm... They're going to try to let him score, and he's not going to score. He's going to try to go down in bounds and bleed the clock, and they're going to get a field goal, and I'm not going to get my McKinnon touchdown.
3: The way the fourth touchdown. quarter went, though, you would have been on the edge of your seat the whole time. Like, the yeah. goal to go yeah. twice like that or even mm-hmm. three times with the
5: last drive. And By it- the time Pacheco scores his rushing touchdown, I'm already in great shape if McKinnon scores there. Again, I would have needed six or seven more yards from Kelsey, and eventually we got it. Uh, so, yeah, I felt I felt good about that bet all night. And then, you know, obviously it didn't cash.
3: It's just the only thing I would say to the contrary is the, part of the keys to those two touchdowns in the fourth quarter was the speed of those two guys, Tony and Moore. And they needed to sell the motion. And McKinnon could have done that, too. But maybe the Chiefs get a different reaction if it's mm-hmm. McKinnon. Um, like they would if it 's Kelsey, because the idea is that yeah. this is going to be a jet sweep play, and the Eagles were afraid of that in this game, and they acted like it, so
5: yeah, it feels like they 've been using it i got I got some feedback because i you know I mentioned on Twitter after the game how like you know the the tough outcome for me uh there, and a couple of people said like those have been mckinnon 's plays all year, <laughs> sort of like that sort of thing, like you could see him running those plays and getting those touchdowns. So, you know, okay, sure, but you you might be right. I mean, the fact that it was, you know, guys that weren't used that much is a part of what made it such a good idea. And
3: and speed demons, like yes, the, the, right. the type, of type of
5: players.
6: Yes,
3: here's Mike with us. Hi, Mike.
6: Hey, guys. Um, you know, I think yesterday just confirmed for me that I don't care how good your defense is. A good offense is going to outscore you. Um, and I think that's where I, I really think that we've fallen behind with this team. I mean, you look at those two teams yesterday, and if you can name one defensive player that had a good game, other than the guy who made two nice tackles after the Kansas City guy got yardage, I mean, they were non existent. Good offenses just score. A good defense will stop a mediocre offense, a bad offense. But you look at San Francisco, everybody thought, oh, San Francisco, greatest defense in football. The Eagles put up 31 points on. And, you know, it just – we've got six first-round draft picks starting in that playoff game and two all-pros, or an all-pro and a former all-pro employer, and we can't stop Cincinnati because you can't stop good offenses with great defenses today put all your eggs in the basket get some offensive linemen on this team to give Allen some time get another wide receiver who cares about signing Edmonds and keeping Poyer and get rid of Oliver and you can save 26 million dollars by those two guys alone and use that money to to do what Kansas City and the Eagles have done it doesn't matter about defense they don't stop anybody anyway against a good team
3: and i mean these we've thanks mike like you know cuz you've been listening we've been making these points for years um it's the way the game's officiated too like it the, yep. they want points fans want offense it's a little bit sad how it's I, I you could say it's a little bit sad how it's tilted so decidedly but it's not all the time i'm sort of like i'm i'm a guy who's been making this, these arguments for a long time and now i sort of want to stick up for defense a little bit I mean, well, yeah, these teams well, did have good defenses. Philadelphia definitely did. In the end, they couldn't do it. Uh, Cincinnati stopped the Bills pretty well,
5: and the Chiefs. Yep, right. Really, even though they lost the game, you know, really. Um, so I, I'm wait. I'm waiting to say that like the Bengals might be the, the the fly in the ointment of of that. But in general, I agree too. Like that's where that's where I ended up after this game. And, you know, just you got to outscore him. And that's that's why, you know, I think one of the first things I said today was 13 seconds was bouncing around in my brain a lot um, as that game ended. Because Mahomes, how much more can you stack against the guy? I, I know the refs are on KC side with that call. But he's got the bum ankle. Um, and it's receivers who weren't big contributors. And, you know, he threw for 182 yards and he still ha- he impacted the game. He gutted it out. I mean wh- what he he is he's going to be hard to stop. That's it. No matter what is going on. And they had him. <laughs> I mean they had him January before last and they just couldn't finish it off.
3: Well, there's the defense point. There's also a running back chart making the rounds today if you if you haven't seen it. The salary Mhm. Of the leading rusher on the last fourteen Super Bowl winners. Do you know who the highest is? Leonard Fournette. Percy Harvin.
5: Oh, it's Harvin. Sorry, yeah. I missed him. Yeah. Okay. But
3: he's not a running back. Right.
5: That doesn't really count. Yeah.
3: I could have gone ex bill here and would have tied you up all day, or anybody, because who knew who would have thought of Percy Harvin? But I get I didn't watch that game, but I guess Percy Harvin led the Seahawks in rushing yards when they beat Denver. And he made what, two and a half? Fournette was right there, two million. Two, yeah. Yeah. And some really James Starks, I mean some really low salaried players. It's Pacheco for this game. Might it might it have been Mahomes if not for the kneel downs again? Or was he how close was that?
5: Oh, I don't know. Pacheco got to like seventy yards, I think, or sixty four yards. I don't know that Mahomes would have gotten there.
3: Mahomes had minus seven in kneel downs. Just like he did in the Super Bowl against San Francisco. He's like went backwards. Um because I remember that from a from a bet. Anyway, anyway, it's Pacheco. He's under a million bucks.
5: Undrafted yeah, he had, had forty four overall. Man. Oh Mahomes so didn't have cut yeah, Mahomes okay. had forty four. So he, he wouldn't have gotten there. Pacheco did have seventy six yards.
3: For some reason I was thinking way more. Okay, good. So I mean, we've been talking about running backs a lot around here. Even if you drafted the first running back, you know, in the first round, end of the first round of the Bills case, um, something that could happen, at least I think you're you're over this number. <laughs> I mean, you, you'd be you'd be at or near the top of that list if you were to win the Super Bowl. like just don't do it. That's what it is. Just don't do it. Mm-hmm. But it'll be a very interesting year for that. You have famous running backs around the league who make money and they're up. Miles Sanders on Philadelphia isn't like super high end when it comes to dollars, but he's been effective, not his best day yesterday. And so, like, what do these teams do? What do the Bills do with Singletary? Sure, we'll have you back for about what you were making, or even less, perhaps. Not, probably not less. But we're certainly not going to put a big contract on the table for him. Um, anyway, just another example. The caller's talking about defenses, and right there in the sidecar is, is running backs, I think. Time out here for a break. 803-0550 for your calls. Mike Schopen, and the Bulldog, WGR. mike show and the bulldog bulldog i'm just in here chatting with uh with my nephew
5: yes i'm, I'm aware joe is uh, running things today yes How,
3: how's your mom she's Hi, good mom? she's good oh sorry <laughs> yeah either no. of you just can take that anybody who wants that question can have it how's your mom yes is anybody does anybody call you joey except me no, no, I think Should it's Should I just stop? You. Should I stop? I don't mind it. I'm good with anything. You can you can keep going if you'd like. You know, Zach- right, right, Bulldog? Like baby Zach- Joey.
5: Yeah, right. Zach referred to him as Joseph today when he told me Joseph is gonna be running the board. And after the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medella is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Lidella is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago,
1: Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T Mobile.
7: Just do a quick search for Tecovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit Tecovas.com, that's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com and point your toes west.
5: And then I said, hi Joe, how are you? And I thought, should I call him Joseph? Did Zach call him Joseph for a reason? Has Joseph made it clear he wants to be called Joseph? What do you want to be called, Joseph?
3: I'm good with Joe. Joe's simple, okay. you know, just no, one okay. syllable, easy, easy to say. Joe- I don't feel like I
5: should <laughs> be on a say. Joey on a Joey level with you already. That what do you, would be what you be a little quick?
3: You're right, Joe. What do you think about it? Joey is tricky. It can be. yeah. It, it can be tricky. It can trip. It can trip someone up. So it'll, I'll have to make that adjustment. You know, it's family. You'll get there. It's family. I will have to make that adjustment. I'll get there. I think I will. First, so we had this last week nine nine times in a row. When the regular season MVP made the Super Bowl, their team lost. That streak is broken. The coin toss streak is broken. It was eight straight Super Bowls where the team that won the coin toss lost the game. I was thinking about that a couple times yesterday. Not because I take it that seriously, but everybody defers mm-hmm. if they win the coin toss. And so did Kansas City yesterday. Of course, tails. That's the easiest bet in the game. Is It's going to be tails. And so tails. The Chiefs win the coin toss, and they defer. This is what always happens. It's always tails, and the winning team always defers. One of those things is is true. Um, <laughs> and then Philadelphia scored right away. They look great. Like Hertz was just what a what a performance in a losing effort. That guy. I mean, that is an all time great game he had in in fantasy football. I play in that one playoff tournament where you get one guy at the most per team when you build your lineup from before the playoffs and so you know you could have one bill one quarterback you know mm-hmm. whatever however you, you do it yep. and part of the strategy is that the points in the Super Bowl are double so you want you want the most points over the four weeks and you know you want the, the big score to come in the Super Bowl Jalen Hurts ends up being 90 points yesterday in fantasy, like 45 (laughs) times two, three rushing touchdowns, 300-plus yards passing, the deep one to A.J. Brown, the two-point conversion, whatever he had, rushing yards. It's just monstrous. Like regular season, peak Jalen Hurts in terms of fantasy was yesterday, and it completely just destroyed the contest. I mean, it was going to be probably really close. One guy had Devontae Everybody had Kelsey. That was in contention. One guy had Devontae Smith, one guy had A.J. Brown, one guy had Hurts, one guy had Goddard. And depending on how the game went, like the San Francisco game, Hurts didn't have any production. But they they still scored 31 points. He just didn't have any stats. And this game, though, so I I don't know how many teams were entered. But the the top at least 330 teams ended up all being Hurts teams because of what he did, you know, production-wise yesterday.
5: Monster day. Seventy rushing yards is what he had. Uh, the three rushing touchdowns, the one passing touchdown, and three hundred and four yards passing—just a tremendous day.
3: Maybe the worst hail mary I've ever seen, but otherwise,
5: I still don't know what happened there. Yeah.
3: Just so short, and he—he he throws those rainbows too. Like he, his accuracy. He
5: the, the touchdown to Brown was kind of one of those. A, a
3: lot. Just, there's a. That's right. You see that a lot from Hurts. Did Did he miss on the deep one to Devontae Smith, who was who was open? Uh, and Smith ends up going out of bounds, or was that just Smith's balance got messed up and he ended up just stepping out right before their touchdown to tie close,
5: it? Close, close. Maybe you would have liked to have it a little more inbounds so as to prevent the player from losing his balance. But I thought it reminded me of James Lofton in Super Bowl 25
3: Yes, yes, good one. Timeout here. We'll come back after sports and talk some more about yesterday's game and the beginning, well, not the beginning of the Bills off season, but, you know. Everybody's done. 8030550 is the number the Sabers play tonight in Los Angeles. Pre-game at 9:30 on WGR.